Hello everyone, and welcome to the GMS Weekly Markets Podcast. I'm John Chaplin, and I'm delighted to be joined by Mr. Amit Malotra for our look at the demo markets. Hi Amit, welcome and great to have you back on the podcast. Thank you, John. Amit, after a few weeks of volatility in the demo market, would you agree that scrap rates now appear to be settling at levels around $600 a ton, which is of course $100 down from the peak? Yes, uh, it seems that uh, the earlier this year, the price levels has gone up uh, close and even over the 700 levels. And it's been one of the highest uh, in, in recent years. Uh, but now I believe it's uh, kind of picked out and settling at levels of uh, around 600. It, it's always uh, recently this recycling market has been very volatile and it comes, it has always uh, ups and downs. Uh, but I guess uh, the kind of firm levels which we can consider can be based on uh, 600 levels. Right. So prices are leveling off around $600 a tonne, but still virtually no ships being sold at that price. Uh, yes. Uh, the recent uh, some depreciation of the currency in the markets uh, making the end buyers very nervous. And also there are some uh, drops and sudden movements of the scrap steel prices locally has also made hard for the end buyers to make a decision on whether they buy or not or how much they would pay for the vessels. But, you know, the recyclers have to buy at some stage mm. and they have to determine what price is uh, most comfortable and workable for them. But on these levels, they're probably not going to buy the, any vessels and the recycling market. You mentioned problems with the local currency coming under pressure from the dollar, plus, of course, the political situation in Sri Lanka adding to the sense of just uncertainty in the region. Is there any sign that the subcon currencies uh, will level off? Yes, I, it has to stabilise in some of the levels, but... Uh, Still, the world economies and especially the uh, situation in like Sri Lanka recently, there was uh, some financial crisis there. All these Indian subcontinent countries have been uh, worried about what happens in next. Uh, it can be their countries that they suffer. So all the end breakers are very nervous and uh, very uncertain about what's going on. And yes. that's... Uh, slowing their businesses. Okay, this is maybe an unfair question, but what do you think it will take to get the market moving again? It's very hard to call, but one of the things is that more vessels have to come into the recycling market, which might not happen in recent months, but I guess towards the end of the years or even next years, uh, there will be more requirements for the environmental uh, certifications or, uh, you know, the scrubbers, the ballast water treatment systems and all that. The owners have to make decision of uh, scrubbing the vessels. So more vessels coming into the market should uh, make uh, more industry active and buyers to try keep buying. And also that the end buyers have to not just to stop and panic, but they have to give some firm prices into the vessels and start buying at kind of uh, firm prices where the owners or the cash buyers can be confident. 
Amit, you're based in Japan. So are owners in your part of the world actually hanging on to older ships that would normally have been candidates for recycling by now? Um, yes, I think uh, I see that some of the owners uh, keep either keeping their older tonnages as the, still the markets and freight markets are quite good. And also that uh, they're trying to sell the older tonnages as secondhand market prices been in good levels. Uh, there was uh, still a huge gap between uh, scrap price and, and for the trading prices. Even we see that uh, some of the VLCCs has been sold recently from Japanese owners uh, for good market price, uh, one to two million above the further trading market price, which can be about uh, five, six million above demo prices. Right. And who's buying these ships? In terms of VLCCs, uh, there was uh, some Chinese buyers uh, was quite active of buying them. And uh, usually in uh, general cases, uh, Japanese tonnage is being bought by uh, either Chinese buyers or Greek buyers. Depends on the type of the vessels. And in general terms, the freight market outlook is positive enough to convince owners to extend the lives of their ships one way or another. Yes, I think uh, owners still thinks that uh, quite good uh, level of market continues and try to extend their life of the vessels. I think in some of the cases, they even put through the dry docks and uh, special surveys to keep the vessel trading. Also for temporary, uh, they might get some few uh, month extensions, like three months extensions to uh, give more life and put few trading voyages then send to scrap or either to send to the further trading market for sale. Thanks, Amit. And just to finish, maybe I can ask you what you're hearing about the ongoing Japanese support of the Hong Kong Convention after India is Bangladesh really now the focus for the JSA and Class NK, etc. Yes, definitely. I'm hearing that the Japanese uh, concerns on the recycling market is now focused in uh, Bangladesh, as they seeing that the Bangladesh has uh, their second market uh, to develop uh, like India. It's always good for the Japanese owners to have uh, options of uh, markets because if India goes down, they can use Bangladesh. And still some of the owners not uh, confident and uh, reluctant to send the vessels to Bangladesh. But uh, once Bangladesh is more into HKC and the increment of uh, HKC complied yard, the owners will be uh, sending uh, vessels to Bangladesh market more comfortably. And that's the goals of uh, classes and ministries and uh, uh, Japanese ship owners associations goal, I guess. And aside from helping raise their standards, are there any other advantages for Japan to see a Hong Kong compliant Bangladesh? Yes, um, like uh, most of the Japanese owners' vessels uh, come free on the Far East areas. And uh, geographically, there's a slight advantage for them to send the vessels to Bangladesh. So that can be one of the reasons where the Japanese owners uh, see more opportunities in the Bangladesh market. Well, that was a great roundup, Amit. Thanks so much for the update. Thank you very much. You too, Jim. And thank you again for listening. Just to mention that we'll be back again next week with the latest news and views from our trading team. And next week, if he's not bronzing himself in Turkey, I'll be joined by Henning Prinsen from our office in Hamburg. See you then.